Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast brought to you by Tacticam, the simplest way to begin filming your hunts. Whether you want to relive your shot, share it with your buddies, or use it as additional angles for a full-on production, Tacticam has plenty of options for you, from the 3x zoom solo to the 8x zoomed 4K 5.0 and 5.0 wide. Tacticam has something for you, so you can check that out at tacticam.com. This week's podcast is a little different. We have a call-in guest, but our call-in guest today is John. Um, so with this social distancing, John uh, has his mother-in-law who has some health issues living with him. So he's basically doing the social distancing quarantine thing like to a T. And uh, so Frank and I are over in the studio and we got a full-on video production for this. It's, it's, it's still a work in progress. That video will be up right now for the Patreons. Uh, everybody else, it'll be up our youtube page in a week so um definitely go over and check out our youtube page john in his self-quarantine has been making more and more and more videos um you know maybe he doesn't talk on the podcast but we're trying to get him in front of the camera a little bit and um you know do what he does best work on bows and just kind of document that so um, definitely go over to our YouTube page and check that out. And then uh, we just wanted to say welcome to our latest patrons. <laughs> the latest patrons are actually pretty cool. Todd Steen and um, Tom Taylor. So Todd, we met at ATA and he actually sat in on our Ranch Ferry podcast. So he came back to the apartment that we were staying at and um, he he actually was there uh, while we recorded the podcast. And uh, that was real cool. So thanks, Todd, for, um, you know, supporting the show and then tom we met at the total archery challenge like somewhere around episode 10 15 somewhere in there and um we've just kind of kept in touch so i really appreciate that um and so you know for those of you don't that don't know who or what patreon is it's kind of like a a monthly donation that supports the show. It helps us be able to um, go to shows, do out-of-state hunts, uh, cover fees and everything for hosting the podcast and what whatnot. But rather than just pocket that money uh, that we don't, that we're not using for, you know, actually the podcast, um, everything goes back into quarterly giveaways. So we try to make it exciting. Um, and so this this quarter, um, it's going to end, you know, at the end of June we're going to have a pellet grill. So I'm thinking that it's going to be the Traeger Wi-Fi Pro Series 575, but um, I also am looking at the Camp Chef uh, Woodwind 24 Wi-Fi as well. So if you've got a, a preference or, you know, the patrons can tell me which one that they'd like, we don't have any affiliation with either company. So if anybody out there does have an affiliation with those that company and they can get us a deal, um, you know, maybe we can give away... 
uh, something a little bit bigger um, to go along with it. But we're going to be giving away that to one Patreon. We're going to be giving away a Tacticam solo package um, to another Patreon. And then we're going to be giving away that base map pro um, membership, year-long membership, as well as uh, a swag pack from base map. So there's going to be three different prizes this um, this quarter. So three different winners, um, where in the past it's just been one. So uh, we're kind of split it up a little bit. And if you guys want to check that out, you can go to patreon.com forward slash podcast, or you can go to bullhunterchroniclespodcast.com and uh, just click the Patreon link. And all the, you know, there's a little bit more information and some pictures and stuff up on the website for every single um, one of the podcasts that we do. So there'll be a link to the video um, for this podcast up in a week, but if the Patreon thing isn't your thing, no big deal. Um, you know, we just appreciate you listening. And, uh, you know, if you like what you hear or, um, you know, there's an episode that you got some value from, just tell somebody else. Just tell a friend. And, um, you know, we're not anything special. We're just regular guys, and we try and relate. And if you got any questions or anybody you want to hear from on the podcast, just reach out to us. But, you know, please tell somebody else about the podcast. And uh, point them in our direction. And check us out on Instagram, Bowhunter Chronicles Podcast. And if you're a Patreon and you're not, there's a few that aren't in the um, Bowhunter Chronicles Podcast Opportunist group on Facebook. Um, that's where I post all the the times that we're going to go live and um, you know the the meeting for the Zoom chats and everything like that. And I've got a couple uh, pretty good ideas coming up for uh, another Zoom chat and how we're going to move that that forward but um you know this is kind of just a bs session with frank and kind of talking about how this is this whole thing's affecting our our lives our our turkey season um and we kind of recap the last 100 episodes um and kind of kind of talk through that a little bit so um you know we appreciate every single one of you thanks for listening i know you're going to enjoy this one thanks Hey everybody, Adam and Frank back with another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles with a special guest on the line tonight from COVID Lockdown Central, uh, John Borsma. Uh, you may know him from the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. Um, how are you doing tonight, John? I'm doing well now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this has been just the biggest clusterfuck that you can even imagine. Like everything's all set up. Frank and I are sitting here six feet apart. Uh, John's on quarantine. He's got uh, uh, somebody living with him that he's real concerned about as far as uh, their health and and not catching the the virus. So he's uh, he's been keeping his distance. Um, so what have you been up to, John? Uh, I'm doing a honeydew list. Actually, I knocked five off and six more show up. So. But uh, work, working in the garage, I've been trying to get some turkey arrows built. Uh, I did go for a hike today up in uh, the dunes with my wife, so that was pretty cool. But other than that, just uh, laying low. Yeah, I wanted to uh, go through kind of our plans for turkey season and, and how the things are going to be changing here if, if nothing nothing changes as far as like the way the life situation is. But, um, what I wanted to talk about is, like I said, uh, on the intro, the last podcast, that was our hundredth podcast. Uh, 
and um, you know that kind of slipped by us. So from Frank and from John's perspective, like, what do you guys think from from where we started and how how this whole thing started to kind of where we're at today? And it's been you know over two years of doing this, you know, very regularly. Um, you know, so so what's your take on that, John? Well, I it's kind of it seems. It seems odd that we're at at a hundred. It don't seem that like it's been that long, but I mean, and you you do most of the talking, but it's taken me about ninety eight episodes to get uh, loosened up enough to actually do some speaking. <laughs> but no, it's it's been good. It's I we met a lot of people, and you know, I, I just uh, it's been great actually. What about you, Frank? Well, I think you know the the whole thing. Like you say, the, it's, it's kind of uh, surreal as far as you know all the people we've met and everything, and the some of the opportunities that we get, you know, through this uh, the the podcast, you know. And I just enjoy I just enjoy meeting meeting all the guys, you know, and, and gals and stuff, you know. I mean, it's pretty incredible deal you know i never thought it was going to carry out you know like like it is uh but uh, uh a lot of people know me now you know <laughs> and uh that's for sure uh, they, they they might not have known me before you know but they do now so uh i think that's a cool thing so uh john i guess because you've done um more of the the episodes um what's been your favorite episode or like what the, the experience uh, to this point that's kind of, um, you know, been the one that stuck with you the most uh, thus far, would you say? Well, I know like talking to Walt, talking fishing, uh, that's, you know, that comes to mind. Of course, you know, I'm not just the, the archer. I'm also an angler. <laughs> But uh, like Frank, but uh, I mean, uh, that's I mean, thinking back now, I mean, a hundred episodes, holy cow! I mean, we've talked to a lot of people. I like talking to, um, you know, Trent from Born and Raised. That was a really good one. Getting ready to go out west. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of them. I mean that that I really enjoyed. You know, and then there's been some that. I didn't have a whole lot to talk about, I mean, but that's what we have you for, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I suppose that uh, that that could be the case, um, you know, for for some. I'd say. Um, well, you you have a legit line of questioning, you know, coming into each one. You know, you you already know what you're going to say. You know what I mean? And we're kind of ad living. You know, that's kind of the deal. Well, I, I I take things from the perspective of um, the listener, right? So I always want to look and say, what are what are the things that the listener would want to want to know? Who would the listener want to hear from, or what questions do they have? Because I don't, I mean, the reason that this whole thing came about was our conversations, John, right? And the 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 you know, a lot of people don't have a a hunting mentor. And that's one of the things I've, I've learned a lot through this podcast is there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, just starting out or that 
just, you know, I, I think we tend to look at everything from the people that are doing more than we are. Um, but we don't look at necessarily people that are not quite to where we're at yet. Like I say, uh, it, 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 to some guys, it probably seems like a kick in the dick. Like when I say like, Oh, I'm the world's worst bow hunter, but I'm, you know, killing deer. And then, you know, we talk to some guys that are like, you know, well, I've never killed a buck or I've never killed a deer with my bow or, you know, I've only been hunting for two years or something like that. And, um, you know, that's kind of the way that I try to look at everything is, is, you know, so when I come in with questions, I look at guys who I want to pick their brain or, or, or things like that. And that's kind of what is great about having you two is that, you know, having all of the knowledge that you guys have and, you know, for all the, the deer that you've killed Frank and all of the, the passion for the, the tinkering and other, other stuff like that, John, and not to say that you haven't killed deer, but it's just that, you know, Frank's been hunting for, you know, longer than we've been alive. So he's had more opportunities, right? So I would, just... I would certainly hope so. I mean, <laughs> for crying out loud, you know, <laughs> but, but so the, yeah, when I, like when I want to talk to with somebody or I want to talk to a, a guest, it's like, well, what, what information can I get personally? And then what can I do, you know, for our, our, our guest or our, or our listener? What, what can I, uh, bring to the table for them? What, what, what information do I think is, is relevant outside of, you know, we don't really talk to people just about pushing gear and shit like that. And well, and I think, I think what it is, is, is what, what Johnny was trying to say is you ask the pertinent questions. You know what I mean? You, you ask, you, you, you have kind of like a, a, a guideline that you're going to follow to each person that you, you know, interview. And, and I think that's a, it's a, you have to, it's a very good trait that you have, you know, and, and you're very good at it, you know, and I, and I, uh, I enjoy that, you know, the, the way you question people or you have that ability to, you know, ask the next question, you know. Yeah. Well, you know what? I appreciate that. I think that that comes from, you know, kind of what I do for, for work, um, just in the sense of that, like, you know, people don't want to talk about themselves, you know, right. for, for the most part. So, I mean, whether it's like, have you been taking your medicine? You know, how many times a day do you take a shit? Um, stuff like that. Like if you well, ask, you ask me that all the time, though, I mean, you know. Well, that's uh, that's a pertinent question. In, 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 <laughs> or did you shit today? <laughs> or did you just shit? Um, but... But yeah, you know, people, people are always going to answer the easy one. They're always going to say yes or no. Right. Um, so right. you have to have a, 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 something that you're trying to get out of them and let the conversation go, you know, where it's going to be. I think that that'll really, um, uh, kind of stick with Walt there, John, that you said that that was the, one of your favorite podcasts, but I think that that's one of the things that the listeners and especially the Patreons have said you know, through this whole thing is, you know, especially like on the, the episode that we did just recently with Travis, he's like, man, John won't shut up. They, I mean, and people were posting the things of the videos and saying, you know, John, John's, you know, I've never heard him talk this much in his life. <laughs> yeah. That was another, that, you know, that one was super recent, obviously, but that was a really good one too. You know, talking with Travis, you know, talking gears, you know, just, geeking out on that on the target stuff is what really you know i guess that's what i get into so 
So I guess our listeners know, and it's something that I have a real passion for, or not, not just, I'm not downplaying all the other stuff, but I guess more knowledge or, uh, you know, you're more the, I guess you're the more passion. the tech, you know, yeah, the tech guy. Right. I'm the, I'm the tech geek, right. I guess. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, you, uh, there's there's things you, that you know about my bow that I I haven't got a freaking clue, you know, and just like you did over at the club that uh, you know when we were shooting yet, uh, you, you said you checked your timing you know, there. Have you checked your bow lately? And I go, well, yeah, I look at it. Yeah, it's still there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I mean, what was the deal, John? What was the deal with my bow? Well, she was a little out of time, you know. I mean. You, <laughs> You got the bow brand new last fall. You got it set up. It was set up by someone that knows what they're doing. And so you know that it was set up right. But over time of shooting and, you know, going out on your Western tour that you guys did, right. getting mud all over and everything, oh, yeah. and then shooting as much as we have over the winter, yep. you know, your bow is going to, things are going to, are going to change. Yeah. And so it was something that I just neglected, you know, I, I, you know, thought you know it's still shooting good you know but it wasn't really it, it was it was shooting okay but it wasn't shooting you know spot you know right well i think that's one yeah, thing was... that that i took away from you john and and you know we've talked about it in a couple other podcasts and i think that that exactly right there um what frank is talking about and that instance right there is where i would always be like i'm i'm the problem it's not my equipment you know what i mean Right. Where, and we've, you know, we give Frank a bunch of shit about, uh, you know, the way that he shoots and, <laughs> you know, double clutching and this and that and the other thing. Well, he's just saying, oh, well, that was me. That was me. That was me. And, you know, go ahead and shoot his bow through the paper and it's a six inch tear. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and that's the thing where, you know, sometimes you guys get at me like, well, you, you're dinking with your bow a lot. Well, yeah, I have bad days too, but then there's sometimes when it's like, I know there's something up that has, something has changed with the bow. Right. Something just don't feel right. Like, you know, I, I had my bow tuned for shooting with my beard, you know, and mm-hmm. certain facial pressure. And then when I switched it over, well, when I switched over to my, um, I took my target bow, which everyone anyone that's listened to the podcast knows I switched over from my hunting bow to my target bow for indoor leagues because I, my shoulder was giving me issues. So I switched from my 80 pound bow to my 60 pound limb uh, target bow. But I took my old hunting arrows and the rest and all that stuff and put it on it. So basically it's just a funny looking riser uh, hunting bow. Well, the shafts that I had for that, were actually for 70 pounds. So they're a little bit too stiff. So you really, I really had to work at it and get it tuned in right, you know, perfect to get those stiffer shafts flying right out of that bow. And so, and especially with my beard, I had to shave, you know, I shaved my beard off and that changed it a little bit as well. So I ended up having to, you know, change the shims on my cam, on my lower cam and, got it shooting, you know, bullet holes again with a bare shaft. But those are just, you know, that's the stuff that I geek out on. 
yeah, with Frank's situation, yeah, we, we kind of give Frank some shit, you know. And, <laughs> kind of. But, kind of give me some but, shit. <laughs> all right, but then there's there's all, I mean, we know Frank all, like can shoot just as good as we can at any given day. And then, like, the one night he was, he shot, like, half of his, you know, normal in the first half. And then the second half he come back and doubled it. And it was like, what the hell happened there? You know what I mean? <laughs> so you just, I think at that point you kind of found out where you should be aiming, you know, like, okay, my pin isn't on. When I aim, when my pin is on the target and I'm shooting, it's, it's off. Right. I mean, I remember you, you're, you're always switching <laughs> stuff. Well, if I aim down here, then yeah. I'm hit. Right. Well, that's something's off with the bow then. So. So but we got it figured out, oh, yeah. and then then we got into the lockdown. So. Yeah, so we can't shoot. Well, we can shoot, but so with you and the dinking around, messing around with your bows, doing all that stuff, um, now, um, what have you been doing right now to get ready for turkey season? Because you've sent me some videos, and and you've you know got the the tacticam mounted on your bow. You've got. Um, You've got your arrows built, and Frank said you already fucked up your your heads again. <laughs> yeah, well, he's shooting them into trousers, man. <laughs> I mean, what's up with that? <laughs> so what what have you been what have you been doing getting ready for this? And this is so odd because, like I said, we would always see each other at least you know once a week to, to shoot at the club right. and then to podcast and then you know and now it's like. It's like it's just through the glass. It's just it's just through Zoom. It's just through you know whatever. So this is this is odd, right? So I think it was last it was Monday when we did the Zoom with some of our Patreons, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, I had ordered some new turkey arrows. I I just ordered three arrows, and I ordered uh, three Eastern Axis shafts, the two sixties, and because I'm running full length shafts for my for the uh, the heads that I'm using, and it's the uh, the Magnus bullhead. Well, I ordered the shafts, then I ordered some Fusion four inch uh, veins. I ordered a, a Bomar nose button, which I haven't put that on the bow yet. And so, I did get one arrow built, but I want to do. Can you hear me still? Yeah. Okay, it was just flashing weird. So anyway, I did get one arrow built, and I was just kind of doing some, you know, quick. I just wanted to see how it was going to fly and stuff. And the, those Magnus bullheads are 125 grains, so I've got some 125 grain field tips out. I shot it through the paper a couple times. I didn't need to do much. It was actually the those shafts that are full length; they're 34 inches. And so I was getting, they were breaking down a little bit too much. So I ended up, once I got the, uh, the wraps on the back and the veins, it helped, you know, I guess alleviate some of that. I did put a little bit of a twist on the left side, got it shooting bullet holes. So then I wanted to go out and just kind of do a quick sight in with that bullhead well i hung a pillow and off of a i put a ratchet strap between a couple trees 
on a pillow and then I put an old pair of like work pants <laughs> on top of that and just so and cut through the pillow. And that's kind of like, you know, that's what I did before. And that's what they suggest some a hanging target. So it's got some give to it. Well, I got back 15 yards and very first shot at this it blew two of the blades right off and bent the third one. It's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, and I actually, I turned the poundage down too. That was the other thing. I, the, I turned, I took about three cranks out of the poundage. So it's not 60 pounds anymore. It's probably 57 or so. And that's what really helped get that uh, bullet hole there. And then, so I'm like, man, I just, Wrecked, wrecked three blades already. So I went in, got another head, and I took the, the old work pants off the front of the pillow and put it on the back side. And uh, I got back to 20 yards, shot, first shot, bent. So I'm like, well, I'm done with new heads. I'm just going to keep shooting that. They just bent them back. They're not twisted or anything. So I probably shot another, oh, half dozen times ended up blowing right through the pillow and that's when I was done. But I got excited and I just had to move my, I had to move my pen. It was kind of, I think it was sailing high a little bit, maybe two inches at in 20 yards, but. Didn't you, definitely, uh, didn't you do the same thing last year though, too, to the pants? With one of yeah. Your, well, that was two years, years ago. Oh, yeah. When I was, my dogs come in to see me. Um, yeah, I shot into a pair of blue jeans, and <laughs> but that was with my seventy-pound bow. Right. And yeah, it it definitely doesn't like that. I mean, and of course, this arrow too—a full-length uh, Easton Axis two sixty at eleven point three or whatever it is. It's like a six hundred and sixty grain arrow. So. It's it's huge. So you the see you shooting a locomotive out there. <laughs> the rancher would be happy with oh, me, I yeah. guess. So <laughs> and, and that's your your turkey arrow? <laughs> this yeah. is my turkey yeah. arrow, yeah. <laughs> no I mean thirty four inches though, so it's a it's a it's a it's a big stick. <laughs> <laughs> so um what what is your plans for um turkey season right now? Have you so you're on you know you're you, when was the last time you were out of the house? I guess, <laughs> like out of, I've been out the, of the world. <laughs> I've been out of the house quite a bit. I, like I said, today I went out. We went out and hiked the dunes at Lake Michigan. My wife and I, and you know, but and I've been driving around, just trying to you know see birds. But road hunting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like my old man. My old man's favorite thing to do was to uh, go. In, we used to call it Arkansas. <laughs> God, he was he was special, wasn't he, John? <laughs> he was a so, special dude. But I I don't know. I mean, hopefully, well, my season starts what in ten days or yeah. twelve days. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't think we're going to, we're not, we're still going to be, we're going to be right in the middle of this mess. So it looks like I'm going to be on my own. So I'll just have to find some spots and go out and get her done by myself. Old, uh, like what's his name does down there in 
down Georgia or whatever. Oh, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, so what, I guess what, um, I guess how is that going to change, like, what what your, what your, your plan is? Because before, I mean, you know, we had, um, you know, Frank calling for us and it was just, you know, we, we definitely were benefiting from his ability to call, I would say. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just had to get out there and start. Scaring them away with my call, I guess. They're trying. <laughs> I I can call decent. I'm definitely no Frank, obviously. But so real quick, I wanted to say, I listened to Walt's latest podcast, and you know he had posted some pictures on there saying that he killed his first long beard, but it was his first turkey. Mm-hmm. Like that was what was surprising to me. So congratulations to the Walt from the Chasing Tales podcast. But my gosh, like. If I would have known, I'd have sent Frank down to Florida long ago. If I'd have known that he hadn't killed the killed the turkey, you know. Um, but so I, I don't know. I, I think for us, you know, we could just kind of go back to the the run and gun style, you know, without a tent, and you know, still keep the six feet away, all that. Just drive separate, I guess. Um, right. And well, well, I mean, yeah, my biggest thing is, you know, getting it on camera for, our, you know, trying to get our YouTube channel going. If you and, haven't subscribed, go over there, Bullhunter Chronicle Podcast, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, anyway, you can go see ahead. the old perch tacos, perch eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I was looking at that earlier. We got like 34 views on that one already. Wow. Hey, <laughs> it's one taco for every. 10 people (laughs) (laughs) but no so i've been working on you know i i've been working on the bow i got you know somewhat i don't have it fine-tuned yet but that's what i've been kind of just i've been trying to get my garage clean i've been trying to get my honeydew this stuff done and i want to get the garage cleaned up i got my jeep out of there now and so i want to be able to film it so that way i can you know put that out there for our listeners where you know, they can kind of see me going through the steps. I got to do your bow yet. Obviously, we got to get that done real soon because you're going to be turkey hunting too. But unless you're going to be using that uh, the carbon knife, it's it's violent. I've been shooting that bow, and I've been shooting it with the silverback, and um, that draw cycle, everything is like is pretty violent. Uh, <laughs> it's not my favorite. At least the, the string's still on it, though, right? Yeah, it I was looking at the off. string and the serving and all that, and the cams and. Inspecting and reinspecting the limbs. Um, it's all good. Good <laughs> deal. <laughs> but, but, so that, and I've been, you know, playing with the camera gear. I've got the GoPro or the, I'm sorry, the Tacticam mounted. I might have to paint the, the Hoyt target bow olive drab though, because if I'm going to be out there running a gun and I can't have a bright, <laughs> I can't have like a purple looking bow with shiny black limbs. Well, <laughs> I mean, you're going to have, I mean, it could be a trunk, I guess, if you had the, <laughs> you know, if you're going to go to Hobby Lobby or go to Amazon now and get some of the, the leaves to zip tie to right. it. But, <laughs> but it's I, either that or I was also thinking about, uh, and I said this before, my, I, back two years ago when I was building those arrows, I got him shooting great out of my son's bow. He's got the Diamond Infinite Edge Pro. 
And so I can turn that thing down to 50 pounds and I can, it goes all the way up to 31 and strolling. So, and he, uh, he's pretty much done with that bow now anyway. So I could actually set it up for me and it'd be a, you know, great little turkey bow. It's nice and small and it shoots well. So, and you can paint that one, you won't care. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, So. But yeah, I mean, so I, I mean, I, I got a few days yet to do to uh, fine tune some stuff and get some videos done. Yeah, I so I've been thinking about myself, like if it if it comes down to it, right? You're like you guys have the 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 early season, you and Ernie, and we did that because we we didn't want you to be screwed again like you were last year and just have like a <laughs> A, a lesser of a season, right? But I mean, if we're going to be all split up and we're not going to be filming for each other, I'm thinking about buying one of those leftover um, ZF tags and taking the first week and uh, kind of just going for it. I mean, we uh, first of all, we're not um, great filmers. Uh, we're not the hunting public where or Midwest, uh, not Midwest Whitetail, but um, we're not them either, but Whitetail Adrenaline, well, everything has to be on public land. And we've got a lot of birds um, and a lot of opportunity on on private land, or at least, I mean, we, we have access to some of that. Um, and if if we can kill them, I, I just want to kill them on video and, and kind of get get through um, that, that sort of thing. So, I mean, if we're not going to be filming each other, I'm thinking about just saying, well, fuck it. I'm going to go kill a bird on camera, you know? I mean, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> I mean. Well, we've got enough spots. Well, sure. and that's what I'm saying, but you've, you'll only have a week. Well, I guess you'll have that week in June because it'll be split. But, I mean. Yeah, because that's, they have leftovers for the season that I got? Yeah. Yeah, they've got your okay. your thing right now until. The hope was is that some of those birds that I feel like we've got in our pocket, you and Ernie would be able to go kill them, and then if there were more birds there, or you know there were still spots that had birds, um, just buy one of those and kind of put all our eggs in one basket. But it would be if you guys killed two birds and had them on video, um, we would be. For much further ahead than we were last year because we got a bunch of misses and shit on camera. You know what I mean? We'd, right. we'd have at least one killed, so it, we'd be we'd be playing with house money, right? Okay. Yeah. So the the ZF hunt for for us or for me for sure, I took one thirty one, so did Ernie, and that starts April eighteenth. Mm-hmm. So it goes from April eighteenth through the twenty fourth, and then if we don't capitalize in that week there, then we get a a, a bonus week basically starting june 1st through the 7th right so and those birds you know i don't know i mean right now and you guys have been doing more um driving around and stuff i mean i'm still working so i'm in the building for nine ten hours a day um and i'm not anywhere where there's any turkeys but just going back and forth from here frank and then on the cell cams and stuff like that, what I'm seeing is these big groups have kind of like busted up oh, and I'm just seeing a couple, yeah. 
a, a couple birds come through here and there. Um, and so for Frank or, or John or whatever, why is that? Like, is it that they're that's starting just, into the breeding season or that's getting warmer weather? Or? As, as the, the flocks will break up as, as the weather changes, you know. During the winter, they're, they're together, you know. And then uh, as, as spring starts to come in, you know, then the, they, start to, they start to get into that, that uh, mode, you know, where they want to breed or whatever. You see the Tom's starting to do a lot, a lot of strutting now, you know. And I saw that one the other day when I was coming home there from from the lake there. Uh, stepped right out onto the road, you know, and and uh, I was taking pictures of him, you know, with my with my phone, and uh, he's strutting right alongside of the you know right alongside of the truck almost. I didn't even realize that the hen was up ahead, you know, but there was a single hen there, you know, that he was with. So you know, but you know, and you get you get still groups of birds like down the road from our house where they're always you know what i mean in somebody's mm-hmm. yard or whatever but for the most part i've been seeing uh pretty good sized times you know uh all over the place you know by themselves they're just looking around so yeah getting... i definitely noticed this last week that they definitely split up yep i've seen a single hen today walking around yeah single tom several of them today in different spots so that one it's I saw the other there. day, John, I'll send you the picture of that one. He was a dude. Yeah. Oh, man, dandy. It was just down the road here, a couple miles. So. Well, that day. So, I haven't, made it, I haven't made it up north to where I was, you know, uh, deer hunting, but I plan on getting up there too and checking that out. So, you know the, the spot we have to go back to, though. What's that? I, I couldn't hear you. Frank. I said, you know the spot we have to go back to. Yeah. This is where the two big ones were with that, the hen that took us away last year. Remember? Right. Took the, took the toms away every time we went in there. <laughs> it was like every time. It was unbelievable. Yeah, that spot. I, I want to go back in there and just shoot both them birds. You know, that's all. <laughs> and the hen. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, and it, it, you know, for it, again, back to that whole that whole thing of like just trying to get some kills on camera. It's like, my God, like all those birds would have been dead with a shotgun. It's oh yeah, like, every God. bird dead with a gun. Oh man, whole different ballpark, man. When you're in a ball game, when you're using a bow, I know. I guess we just need to get them closer. Well, I actually, you know, I, I was just thinking maybe you could pin them a little tighter than the decoy, and then we can wring their necks. You know, that's all. Yeah. Speaking of that, how is the old uh, wingless decoy? Yeah, I don't even know where it is. I was thinking it was at your house. It might be over here. Yeah, in I the... think it's in my back of my. It's right there in the back of my uh, vest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, no, it's definitely not here because Frank and those guys used it. Yeah. That's yeah. still in my vest. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, for me, uh, I'm, uh, again, like, I'm just kind of winging it <laughs> as far as this season goes. But I was really counting on you and Ernie tagging out early and then being right on birds and just being able to buy a, 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 a license, you know. So, um. Well, that's still a possibility. I mean, like I said, if we just meet up and 
you know, keep our distance. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, not being so what's the rules on that? We can do that. Can't we? I don't know what the rules are. I mean, I That's heard not. like for fishing, you can't, can't be in a boat together unless well, you, you live in the same address. Well, yeah, but you'd be six feet apart, you know? Yeah. But so, you know, the, I that's think like the, today, I, you know, we, we went hiking and met up, you know, my wife and I, you know, rode together, obviously. But then we met say, up fuck, with that's her friend. Pretty, <laughs> no, pretty serious. And, uh, no, we met up with her friend, Kimmy, but, you know, she rode separate. And then they just, you know, stayed, you know, six, eight feet apart their whole way. I, I went the opposite way of the naked. But, well, here's the thing, you know, I mean, like. The guys that are fishing, if you're not in this from the same household, so they can drive separate to there. And as long as you're six feet apart in the boat, you know what I'm saying? Is that? that I'm thinking that's that, what they're doing. Rob, I don't know. I don't know if that's a. Well, I've been fishing I by heard myself. That, I heard, right. I heard that if you have two people in a boat and they come up and they check your license and you have different address, then you're going to get a each going to get a $500 fine or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, like I said, I haven't read the actual rules, but wow. uh, you, you know, I'm not. I, I look at some of the boats out there and uh, the, a lot of the people aren't going by the rules. You know, lots of people out there, you know, multiple people in boats and stuff, you know, which that's what they're not looking for, you know. I think you're putting yourself at risk. <laughs> I oh, think I, would, you know they would be they would be putting more people at risk by going up and checking everyone because if one person was sick then then well, he'd be checking here, everybody's okay, licenses just the week before that this whole thing took place or a few days before there was probably uh, 200 boats at least on muskegon lake and yeah and the dnr came up and checked every boat so yeah. I mean, came physically, you know, to our boat, the next boat, you know, which is, you know how close they're together when they're perch fishing. Right. And that's what they did. They checked every boat, you know. So that's that to me is, you know, wrong. Right. You're, you're, you're upping the exposure at that right. point. Right. <laughs> because, say, the first person that, she checked or he checked or whoever. Yeah. And was exposed. And then exactly they touch it with their hand and then they take, pick up the next license and driver's license or whatever, or, you know, hunting license, fishing license. So be it. Then that person just got exposed and the next and the next, you know, right. I mean, it's kind of. And they, and you know, they came in contact with us. You know what I mean? They, they made sure that our, the, our boat and their boat were touching. You know what I mean? When we were when right. we were right there, and I, I showed him my license and stuff like that, you know, and and uh, and then we had to show him, you know, the life preservers, the fire extinguisher, the whole nine yards, you know. So and the whole time they're right there in contact with us, you know, within six feet. All right, so we are back after a little bit of an intermission. There, uh, John was having technical difficulty. <laughs> Um, but you know, as far as the way that our seasons are set up and the way that everything is structured, I mean, it, man, I just want, 
I just hope, you know, that they don't do like a lot of things. I mean, I don't know if you, you probably got the same emails that I did, you know, Idaho fishing game shut down any out of state licensing. Um, there's uh, been a few uh, of the Midwest states for turkeys where they've they've shut down any non-resident tags. Like if you already had bought one, you're okay. But you know, and then there's been shit going around where people are saying, you know, if you if you have an out-of-state uh, license, license plate, plate, they're pulling you over and and seeing like what the deal is. I mean, I feel like I don't know. This is going to be a rabbit hole, but but like. A lot of that stuff's unconstitutional, like, really, because they cannot tell you, like, what you can and can't do um, in that regard. They, like, literally cannot, they cannot tell you that you can't cross state lines unless you're a felon or something like that. I mean, so it it's pretty crazy that they're going to those sorts of extremes. So hopefully this whole thing will be, you know, what is it, what are, what is it now, April 30th is when it's supposed to be. That's when they're talking. That, that's when they're talking about yeah. opening up normal sea or whatever. Right. So yeah, I don't. I know what was it? Virginia, one of those eastern states, said uh, like June tenth. Speaking of holy shit, John, did you see the Insta story that Taylor had and the what yeah. Billy posted? Like, yeah, that's crazy. Holy shit! So. If anybody hadn't seen it, uh, it was on his Insta story. I don't know if they're going to have it again. But so uh, Taylor Chamberlain, our good friend, and and um, Billy Phillips, you know, another one of our good friends, Hunt Urban, uh, definitely check out their stuff. They're, you know, they kill billions of deer every year. Um, but they're hunting. Billions. <laughs> I mean, it, more than more than I'll Oops. kill in my lifetime. Um, but, it, you know, what they do they're on these little pieces of property in the the suburbs, you know, they're out in Virginia um, near Washington, DC. So they're hunting in a, in their saddles in such a place because of like where they hunt, how they hunt, all that stuff. They're in proximity where they can see their vehicle. Taylor looks over and sees somebody going through Billy's vehicle. They calls him up. Billy gets down Taylor is able to get the camera swung around where there's a police officer with the AR-15 fully drawn on him, telling him, let me see your hands, let me see your hands. Like, it's Where's the, your buddy? It's the craziest shit that you can't even believe is real. And it was, you know, that happened to them. And they said what happened is they had a drone flying over with thermals and they saw suspicious activity. Or whatever. Like, holy fuck. You want to talk the, about... Those guys were hunting. Yeah. yeah. They were yeah. in their trees. Right. You know? So, define suspicious activity. What the hell? They're sitting in a tree. There's two guys sitting in a tree. I mean, they don't know whose property that... I mean, they had written permission, everything, to be out there. The, the people knew who they were. They had apparently, permission to be part there, everything. The cops didn't know who they were. Right, but you know, so or, what gives or, the cops the right to well, just that's go what I'm onto that private you know, property like that? That's what I'm saying. And they weren't, and they asked, was it the landowners or you know who called? Right. And they said, no, we had there was these drones that were up, and we thought something was suspicious. So I don't know if everybody's just like tuned up about 
all this stuff. I mean, it just doesn't make any. That doesn't make any sense. So. Well, I mean, not only that, but to come in with guns drawn the way he did. I mean, and yeah. yelling at him. Yeah. I mean, it's like holy. That's some crazy shit. But the other side of that is, you know, when you when you just said Virginia and like the things that are going on, it's like, man, that like I said, it just gets into this like real fucking weird time that we're in because it's like none of that shit. I mean, a lot of this stuff, like technically. It's not a law that you have to, you know, they say that you can't do this and they say this and that and that you could get a a misdemeanor. But I think really you could fight all of it because it's not the fucking law. <laughs> it's not. Right. <laughs> um, but I mean, to if you look at like the greater good and all that stuff and you're going to you're going to risk people's lives or, or whatever for a turkey right. or a and that's a I mean. Um, well, that's why I've been doing what I've been doing. I mean, you know, my mother-in-law is living at the house here and she's definitely a high risk, you know, individual. And so that's why I've been trying to just limit the exposure that, you know, my kids, I haven't even get to see my kids because my, my daughter was still, my youngest daughter was still working. And it's like, normally, you know, she's going back and forth and, and my son, they're going back and forth between my ex-wife's house and here and and my ex-wife's still working my wife is no longer going in she's working from home so it's like so now the kids you know they chose to stay at their moms during this time not realizing it was going to end up turning out you know turning into this and my daughter's like dad when can i come back I'm, i want to come home you know <laughs> i'm like I don't know when it's going to happen with everything. I mean, it's, no one's ever experienced this stuff before. It's kind of like a bad dream, really. I mean, yeah. I was just telling my wife that today. I'm like, can you believe this stuff is really going on? You know, it just seems. I, I've, that's why I say I'm kind of beside myself, you know, the whole thing. You know, I've never, you know, all my life ever experienced anything like this. Right. Well, and I keep telling people, like, I don't know, I'm like we talked about in the last podcast a little bit, but I'm not, not like a fucking doomsday prepper, but I'm not like not prepared for the fucking apocalypse either. Um, you know, so maybe that makes me a prepper. I don't know. But, but I just keep saying like, it's like, it's like another great depression, but we have such technology, like the way that we're doing this fucking podcast and like the way that everything is, is going like, you know, information doesn't move this fast during the actual great depression information doesn't move this fast you know when there was the hong kong flu and all this other shit like um so the amount of correct information and bad information that's out there and and, and all that stuff but um one of the things is um like i i look at it and i say well it's just gonna be like the great depression that's the that's what it is. Um, and today we are sitting out playing with my daughter in the front yard and a fucking like 1935 coupe goes by. And I was like, no shit. <laughs> like for real. It's it. it we're it's, in the thirties. It's the depression. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it's just a, it's just a weird, weird, weird. Well, uh, I mean, as long as, you know, they talk about, you know, lowering the curve or whatever, slowing it down, you know, the 
like New York City. Right? You know, I heard him talk about that. It's like basically New York, New York City is like a huge cruise ship. I mean, right? Looking people on top of people on top of people. What seventy stories or whatever it is? You know, huge buildings and everyone. It's just such close proximity. They end up overwhelming the healthcare system. Where you know, here if we can just kind of separate it, do our due diligence with the social distancing and uh, maybe we can just slow it down to the point where you do get it. You'll have the resources to get through it. Until then, I mean, all we can do is just, I mean, there's nothing we can do to change it. I mean, it is what it is, so we just have to make the best of it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no... um... There's no solving this, right? So the only thing that you can do is do your best to fucking stay away from people. And I think, you know, realistically, there's no better time to be a outdoorsman, uh, you know, a, a, a hunter, a, a fisherman, you know, you know, and you're, they're getting fucked with a little bit. Like you said, with the, you know the new rules and like the, what they're doing with the, you know, there's a lot of boat launches around here that are even shut down because people well, weren't keeping their distance or, or they, whatever. And again, you know, that, that's one of those things where you, I, they can't really do that, but you know, they, they, they have, and nobody has the, you know, a, a good reason or like, you know, you'd, you'd be, you know, worse off probably to challenge any of that. But, but as far as like, for the most part, other than, you know, when we talk about Billy and Taylor and like whatever, you're, you're talking about people who are, um, most, most of us are rural. We don't live in the big high rises and there's not that amount of people and, 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 and sure. everything, um, you know, to, to this point. So uh, I just feel fortunate to kind of be where we're at versus but any take, of the big cities or you whatever. You take this, too. They, they closed Tippy Dam to fishing. Mm-hmm. So th- this was just last week, you know, because the guys were they were too close together. You know, too many people, you know, too close together. Well, maybe those guys should sit back and think about it a little bit, you know. Uh, they probably wouldn't have closed it if they'd have been smart, you know, mm-hmm. but they weren't. So, yeah. Well, I mean, how many how many posts have you seen on social media about you know outdoorsmen? I mean, we we practice social distancing all fall usually. I mean, <laughs> or, you know, I mean, we do it regularly. Right. We try to get away from as many people as possible and just get out, get out in the woods, get by. You know, you know, yeah, we might have a hunter hunt, hunting partner or two, but right. You know, or but how many fishing. times do we hunt by ourselves too? Exactly. I mean, you know, you know like our turkey hunting, right? Like last year, you know, it was either like me and you, Frank, yep, or you know, I I went several times by myself, you know, and go fishing. Yep. Perfect time to get out and do some scouting right now. I mean, there's no rules against that. Get out there. It might be the best deer season you ever had because of this right now. And it'll be a, a bonus because you're going to have some nice uh, medicine in the freezer if it happens again. <laughs> right. Well, and, and that's one of the things that I I read today 
you know, someone posted a question on Facebook and they said, you know, what do you think about this being perhaps the best deer season out there? Because you think about the amount of less traffic that there is, you know, that's less car deer accidents. That's more deer population, right? And, you know, some people who maybe are hit financially with this that aren't going to buy a tag because they were just a a weekend warrior or something like that. And they're like, yeah, it's not worth it. You know, they, it was, it was more of a, a thing. And I mean, who knows really how long this thing's going to go on, you know? I mean, that right. would be fucked if, I mean, it, Frank already had alluded uh, to it earlier today um, saying that, you know, if this thing goes on, you know, too much longer um, and, and they start closing down the, supermarkets and there's a soup line he goes there's going to be a different kind of soup line over here <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure yeah frank and i talked about this one when we first started it's like the shit gets fucking tight i i know i can kill some shit so oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, oh, I don't need a grocery store no and uh when it comes down to it they can give me the tickets later so that's yeah. right our bellies Not will be I'm... full. <laughs> we got possum stew. We got yeah. chipmunk we'll, puree. We'll be, uh... well, I, shot, I got a squirrel. I shot one of the squirrels, a fat fat one off the feeder the other day. Not off the feeder, but before he got to it. <laughs> I'm getting sick of filling the, my bird feeder. So. But I got a nice fat gray squirrel in the freezer. What would you shoot him with? I shot him with a dirt nap broadhead. Oh yeah, the first time, and I know, first time. I know he shot it before the end of season, before March. 30th. I shot him the first time, and he, <laughs> he like it was twenty-one <laughs> yards, and he kind of jumped a little bit, and I shot his tail off. <laughs> and uh, he tried; it was actually his part of his hind leg, and like right through the base of his tail. And so he didn't go very far. So then I grabbed another arrow and put one through the, the center. <laughs> yeah, I got that one. And I had it on the tactic camp too, but I haven't been able to uh, review the footage yet. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I, I, John has a computer. He has all the stuff to start the the editing process. Um, and so we're yes, I do. I started editing, but the computer does. It is pretty old. And it needs some updates. If we can, I'm not even sure if we can actually do some of the updates. But oh, it, it it likes to lock up when I'm right in the middle of editing. We'll stop filming in 4K, and uh, you'll leave it. Not film in 4K. It was that was the little Sony camera that yeah. I did the perch video on. So. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, we're, we're we're we've got John working on it. I've got this uh, this carrot in front of his his nose. I say, John, this is what I need from you. There'll be a drone on the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but that's I'm gonna... working on it. Like I said, I want to get those videos. I will... like I said it's it's tough right now because my wife's working from home, so. It's not my normal routine where I can just go and, you know, fuck off, fuck off all day, and, <laughs> and then do a couple of things at the end of the day and make it look good. 
Oh, she's probably, she's probably listening to me right now. I've I've worked harder this last week than I have in months. You know, outside. Right. Oh, well, that's the other thing too. Is since she's working and I have the computer in the office, and she's in there on conference calls all day, I couldn't. That's why I couldn't get on the the computer and try to review the footage of the squirrel and stuff. <laughs> and so. And I've been trying to clean the garage and hang new cameras and around the house and get the lawn done, all the honeydew things. Right. I not only blew all my leaves, I blew the neighbor's leaves too. You know? And he blew yeah. the neighbor. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. That ain't happened. $20 is $20. Uh, this yeah, time's that's tight. what Ernie would say, you know. That's Ernie's job. That's Ernie's job. $20 is $20. So Frank, what's your take on uh, how our our turkey season is going to go? Because you and I are we're going to kill some boat. shit. Is what's yeah. going to happen? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna. We're just gonna. Well, we're just gonna. You know, like I say, have to do it. You know, smart. That's all. You know. And so when you say we're going to do it smart, how do you think it's going to fare for us? Like third season, like the 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 later season, in the way that we're going to have to do it, trying to do it with a bow. I, I know you're more of a you're more patient you're more run and gun and you're you're not uh, we, we talked about it when we talked to jordan but you're not the gotta be out there to get them off the roost type no type guy no. in in these days so w- how are we going to go about that with the you know trying to do it with a bow and and you, w- one thing that you've we, we kind of hemmed ourselves up here or you're, or you're kind of fucked is like, I'm going to have to be your caller. That ain't going to work with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can, I can still call my own bird, dude, you know, but you might have to distract him a little bit. That's all. You know, I want to get you over there ways, you know, and just kind of give him the hand signal, you know? So, you know, he's like, what? <laughs> I, I really think, alarm pots. I think, I think, by by putting a tactic cam on my bow now, you know, I think that that's that's pretty cool, you know. I mean, and I can I can actually, you know, film you, you know, and still call, you know, and I can have an opportunity to to shoot, you know, if you screw up again <laughs> and what? again, come on, and again, you're killing. Me. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> no. I I think I think it'll be all right. You know, I really do. Like I say, we've got enough spots to hunt. You know, Adam. You know, we know, you know where we can go and where we can't go and all that stuff. You know, so. Yeah, I like I said. I my thought is, like I said, you're you're fucked because I got I'm going to be the the caller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, I gotta get them in close for this. Uh, through the big log shot? Yeah, through the big stick. Well, unless he's got, like, corduroys on or something, you know, you could probably just shoot him in the trousers, you know. That, yeah, it's like, it's like a bulletproof vest for turkeys. Like, if you see one yeah. with, like, an old pair of work hey, pants well, on. That uh, arrow definitely will do some damage. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to, John sent me a video where he was shooting with the tact cam, and it, I mean, 
the what I was most impressed with was the shot placement because he's like talking about like, well, that's kind of shaky, you know, and this and that. And then he walks up there and the arrow's like right in the eyeball of the turkey. That it's, I mean, and that's one of another thing when John talks about like time on his hands and like dicking around doing a, a thing, like every single shot that John takes on these, these simulated, simulated targets are like very artistically hand drawn chipmunk or squirrel <laughs> or, 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 or turkey, um, in this case. And you know, correct me if I'm wrong, John, but that that's the, those are the pictures that I get. Is it's a very like realistic drawing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I drew it. <laughs> but it's no, got to it's got to it's got to have some reality to it. So right, yeah. So before we get off here, real quick, because I mean, it, we've kind of gone all over the place, but that's those are the fun ones. Uh, I started shooting with that silverback. And I got the yes. poundage set like uh, about right. Um, you should have saw him when he was in the house doing it on the, the trainer. The trainer. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it, it, I'm I'm getting used to it. It's it's like I don't know. I I I 100 like see what you're saying because sometimes like it's 100 percent surprise. Um, like John, like perch three ways video, like big eyes, like, holy shit, the thing just went <laughs> off. And yeah. then other times it's like, okay, I'm pulling through, I'm pulling through, I'm pulling through, it goes off. But I feel like that, not, not the target panic thing, but like, I guess maybe like a little bit, but I feel like in, in the silverback being a pressure release, back tension release or whatever for anybody who's not familiar with it. Um, so when I'm pulling through, like I let, let the safety off and I'm confident that it's not just going to go off. And then sometimes I pull, like you were saying, and I think that it's should go off and then I'm like, and then this fucking just goes like wherever I'm trying to make it go off. And so that's like, how, uh, how do you. It'll just come with time. I, I mean, after you get, when you start getting comfortable, that first of all, it's going to be tough with that bow that you're shooting. It's going to be tough with both of them, a little bit tougher than like, because you have a limb stop on your cam cycle, cam system. So that's like a super solid back wall. You don't have like that valley. Well, maybe you do on the, you might have a little bit more of a valley on the, the diamond yeah. when you do that that carbon knife because that one is really like as soon as you start letting up it's gonna it just wants to pull the ball out of your hand but so you can get back on that back wall and then you can check in like dudley talks about you can kind of you'll get that you'll be able to you'll learn that feel where you can kind of get comfortable settling in and then take your thumb off and then the the thing is, like, when you start pulling and pulling and pulling, it doesn't seem like you feel like you're really, like, it should go off, it should go off. Like, my hand's moving back. Well, at that point, what you're not realizing is your front shoulder is compressing. 
And I, I mean, it took me a while to actually, you know, figure that out, like what Dudley talks about in his training video. And so that, at that point, you want to just let down. Don't forget to put your thumb back on the safety. <laughs> let it down. And then, you know, start over again. Put your arms down and then go, you know, bring your arm up and make, make sure that front shoulder stays low and locked in. And then when you get back, then all of a sudden, like you pull off, pull your finger off the trigger. And like as soon as you start pulling, it's going to go. So when you're saying that, that check in, it, I guess kind of like what it sounds like is what you were talking about with Travis, where he pulls it back to the click and then he knows like he's set. And then but what, what you were saying about that pulling through, pulling through and like that front arm compressing and whatever, I feel like my better shots are like kind of like shooting like a hinge, like, cause I've seen you do it. And so like when I pull it back and I anchor instead yeah. of like exactly pulling through, I'm still pulling through, but I'm rotating like my pinky. And it's, uh, yeah. See, I've never, I don't shoot my silver back like that. Only my hinge. But, but, and, I, well, but I feel like that's for me, like when it goes off and breaks like the most clean, like, like everything yeah. kind of works appropriately i'm not just so you're, pulling to pull so all right so you're doing more like you're rotating you're you're squeezing your hand to get that rotation and yeah. actually yep but i, I, like I mean as long as that works for you that's like you know but i don't think that's the intention of that release it's more right. of the, the whole back your back muscles and pulling through it but as long as you can if Here's the thing. As long as you can hold your pin in the area, you know, on on the target and not be holding low right. with yeah. that anticipation. Yeah. Then, Do that you know, consistently, then you know. Right. And your focus. And the thing is with that, like I said before, that silverback, you're going to be more consistent, like, around the 10 ring, 10 and 12. You're going to be in that, you know, your group's going to tighten up into the into your main target. You're not going to have the flyers like you did before until you get really used to shooting. Then you'll start sucking them in tighter and tighter and tighter. But you just have to trust that flow. Yeah, I'm not there. Um, no, you, it's going to take a while. <laughs> and the, and the okay. thing is, too, like, if you, if you just take the sight off your bow and just blank bail or, or just close your eyes just and just once you close your eyes, you can just feel, you can focus on the feel of everything and like how that, that release is feeling, you know, your anchor point and then how your hands feel on your face and make sure your, your knuckles, you know, your fingers are in line with your hand, the, you know, the back of your hand and you're not, you know, that's, that's how I shoot half the time. Piece. With your close, eyes closed? Close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it back. Yeah, we, can, we can see that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't shoot right. any wood this year, though. I didn't either, but I shot definitely the, the fucking big-ass targets above. <laughs> he but, went beyond wood in the foam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, That's well, above and beyond. <laughs> above and beyond. But yeah, if you guys have stuck through this uh, podcast this long, I just want to say that you know I really appreciate it. Or just like I say, these are these are the fun ones. 
um, just kind of talking through like these strange times and, and what, you know, we're, we're getting ourselves into here going, you know, the, the next couple of weeks when, when our turkey season start or, you know, have the opportunity to start, I guess. Um, but the question and all that talk about the silverback and all that, I mean, I would be talking with John in a, on a regular basis, you know, and, and getting some pointers in person, but just not the case. So um, right. it's just, it's just a, a, a crazy, crazy ordeal. Um, we will be, when this podcast comes out, so if you're listening to it on Wednesday when it comes out, um, we're going to draw our first quarter Patreon giveaway um, that night. I'm going to go live um, on Instagram and uh, like I did last time and, and draw the winner. So uh, if you're one of the Patreons, you want to check that out. If you're not, definitely check out our Patreon page. Um, it's uh, Bowhunter Chronicles. Uh, well, BoarHunterChroniclesPodcast.com. You can check it out there, but you can go to Patreon.com forward slash Bowhunter Chronicles and uh, get yourself into uh, one of these uh, giveaways that we do uh, every quarter. But uh, I think that's all we got for this evening. So thanks, everybody, for sticking with us. And here's to a, a hundred and one more, right? Right on, dude. <laughs> I'm ready. Right. Stay safe, people out yep. there. spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment want to succeed you want to fish you want to be one of the greatest tune in to west marines life on the water presented by costa custom boats every saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m eastern on waypoint tv